Oh, yeah, baby. Here we go as we are live back in action, streaming through your internet on Anchor Radio. This is the Root for Sports Podcast, baby. My name, Jason Fearman. You can find me on Twitter at SportsProfit1. That's the number one. And with me today, a very, very good friend of mine, whom I've had many fantasy football battles with in the recent years. Uh, that's my man, Alexander George, who is a former writer for the Fantasy Greek and the Giants underground writer as well. So you can also find him at AG, the number two, followed by six zeros. All right. AG, 200,000. There we go. Alex, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Pleasure to have you on. I'm doing great. How you doing, bro? Doing great at the uh, 100th season of the NFL. What a better way to start this off. I mean, right, come on, at the 100th season. Amazing, amazing. Just shows that the league keeps lasting and evolving, and it's, you know, been America's pastime now for for a while. It overtook baseball, I would say, at least 15, 20 years ago. That sounds about right. No argument here. Yeah, I mean, hey, that that's the way it goes now, man. That's what's happening. Football is number one. People are thirsting for college football. I mean, everything, everything. It's great. It's football madness, and I love it, and that's why we're here talking today, the day before the kickoff of the 2019 NFL season officially starts as the Green Bay Packers are playing the Chicago Bears, and that will be in Soldier Field. That's Thursday night, 820. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about division picks, who we think are going to do well, who may be some sleepers this year. Of course, we're going to have to talk about Zeke and finally that contract coming out. We got Jared Goff, who did a few things, and uh, my man's team over here. We're going to talk a little New York Giants also, especially because they're playing the Cowboys in week one. But the Giants may not be as bad as people think, Alex. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, You know, it's funny because in a way, you kind of have to figure out how Gettleman is uh, approaching this. Because on the one hand, he's rebuilding, but on the other hand, he gets these um, he gets these people like Golden Tate, even though I know he has like a four-game suspension, and uh, they re-signed uh, Sterling Shepard to, uh, to, uh, to an extended contract, and uh, Evan Ingram is going to be very pivotal in this um, Giants offense, as well as Saquon, which... Uh, you know, it, it it definitely is a possibility that uh, the Giants might not do as badly as people think. I mean, I have my own disagreements on how the Gelman and the organization did regarding uh, the whole um, drafting of Daniel Jones, whether where they draft him, whether they should have kept Eli the last season. But um, all in all, I mean, uh, the, the funny thing about Gi- the Giants is that just when you count them out, they come out of nowhere, and before you know it, they win a Super Bowl, just like they did in 2007 and 2011 under uh, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, you know what I'll tell you? People didn't uh, give them a shot back in 07 or in 2011 from the beginning of the season, but they came out of nowhere, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, Eli can go off, um, and obviously he's got a fire under his tushy over there because he's got Daniel Jones sitting there waiting, and Giant fans are already saying, bring in the kid, bring in the kid. So I'm all about Eli Manning starting the season because there is something to be learned on the bench from Daniel Jones and any other backup rookie quarterback coming in. So I'm with that. Um, you know, obviously it depends, Alex. I'm, you know, are they going to be, you know, 
oh and five are they going to be you know one and three two and four two and five two you know depending on their record really depends on when daniel jones gets in so if you're a real true-hearted new york giant fan you don't want to see him this year you want to see eli go all the way and give them a shot um in my opinion probably not going to happen but uh, i'm certainly i'm I'm rooting for Eli Manning for one of the first times in my life because I've never been a big fan of his. But, uh, you know, I respect his game. He can play. I respect him as a person. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. We'll see what happens. And, yeah, you said it. Saquon and Evan uh, and Evan Ingram are just I – mean, especially Saquon. He's ridiculous. But Ingram in that passing game is going to be extremely vital. You're absolutely right. Um, he'll be probably their best receiver this year, I would say. It's, you know, Sterling is good. Tate missing a few games or whatnot, but uh, yeah, when you hit it on the head with Ingram right there. Yeah, I mean uh, the the funny thing is that uh, when they um, when they traded OBJ um, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, obviously there was a very big void there, and it makes uh, Evan Ingram's role a lot more vital. Now, granted, he improved last year over the year before in terms of the drop passes. Um, I'd like to see him try to get a 16 game schedule in um and uh we'll see we'll see how this uh turns about i mean i'll tell you this much though what was disappointing was even though there's no denying the fact that they did need a quarterback the funny thing is and this is where i get a little annoyed at david gettleman where he says one thing and then he does another um he says he's looking for the best value in the player Whenever the, the draft comes about, certainly it was true to form with Saquon Barkley. But then when he drafts Daniel Jones at the seventh pick, when you had Josh Allen available, I, that was a little bit more of a reach than uh, I thought because you, you had a gold jacket there and they definitely needed a pass rush, pass rusher. Because this year, I don't know, I mean, I know they got this um, kid, uh, Ashwana. Zenis, if I'm pronouncing the name yeah, correctly. Yeah, that's well done. And, uh, you know, they have this this kid uh, drafted and I believe it was the uh, third round. And they have Dexter Lawrence, but he's no more than a, a Snacks Harrison. Even though I heard reports that they were going to have this guy on the end as well. Um, the, the pass rush is the most is the thing that I'm most concerned about. And if you had Josh Allen in there, you, you could have... Whether Daniel Jones would have been there at 17 or not, I think he personally would have. But if he wasn't going to be there, you might have had Dwayne Haskins. You might have had another quarterback. And the fact of the matter was, the, the quarterback two years ago with uh, Sam Darnold was better than this year's class. So I, if it was up to me, I understand the need that they, the move that they need a quarterback. But I don't know. If, if you're going to get Daniel Jones, the way I look at it, if he's going to be your number one draft pick, then... As cold as this might sound to business, you release Eli Manning in his final year. Then, if that's going to be your plan, because Eesh. yeah, that's it's, a, that's it's a difficult thing, you know. Yeah, that's a tough one, right there. You know, you don't want to release him. I mean, if anything, you want to make it look publicly, you know, uh, you know, pleasable to the fans and everything. So, um, it's just one thing I'll throw in there, and it's a very high possibility, uh, depending on how the cult season goes. Who knows? Maybe he gets traded midseason to Indianapolis and maybe can help him out. But that's just a hypothetical thought kind of yeah, out of nowhere. I think if they were going to trade Eli Manning, they would have done it when they benched him. Yeah, uh, maybe so. Point, maybe there's so. A, there's a, a good possibility. This might be his last year. 
It might be. It might be. And we will see quarterbacks playing into their late 30s, 40s, you know, obviously like guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So we'll see what happens. But all right, so we're going to move on over here. Um, The Giants are playing the Dallas Cowboys, and Dallas Cowboys have been um, a preseason favorite, you know, assuming Zeke Elliott was going to be there, which he finally is. He got his contract. Now he's the highest paid running back in the NFL, uh, 50, 60 million guaranteed, whatever it was. So he's a rich man. So uh, let's see if he takes that money and puts it back on the field, because to me, he's probably the best pure running back in the game. So with him back in, a lot of people have them back in the Super Bowl mix. I certainly have them in the mix, and I believe they're going to go really far. I do like the Cowboys in that division a lot. All right. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles are another team uh, to be reckoned with. No doubt about it. The Redskins, eh, you know, not too much to worry about there. So we'll see. But um, with the Giants, again, I don't think they're quite there yet. So in that division, I really like the Cowboys. And uh, look, they're just a stacked team. They're loaded. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's definitely their uh, their division to lose. I mean, the, the thing about the Eagles is let's, again, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but let's see if Carson Wentz can last a full season because – Absolutely. You know, this time they don't have Nick Foles to bail them out. Like yep. they did the, the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, a lot hinges on the quarterback at this time because, um, you know, their running game, you know, it's not, it doesn't strike me that phenomenal considering when you have Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley in the same division. Two future Hall of Fame players, in my opinion. Grant oh, yeah. Elliott. Yeah, right. right. Definitely looking at that same direction. So I can't see... Uh, I can see the Cowboys winning this division easily by two or three games. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be the cream of the crop. But, yeah, like you said, if Wentz can play healthy and a full season, maybe a different story. We'll see about that one. Um, all right, let's. I want to go through a couple of sleepers with you, actually, and let me know what you think. And um, we're going to follow that up with some, again, of our division picks over here and, um, you know, contenders for Super Bowls. So, let me throw a few things at you here, Alex. In the AFC, all right, I see a team taking a step forward, a big step forward in the Denver Broncos. Here's why. I like Joe Flacco. He's not my top quarterback, obviously, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He stands tall in the pocket. The man knows what he's doing. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Granted, it was six years ago, but he knows what he's doing. I think that's a crucial part that they were missing to that team. Also, when you talk about Philip Lindsley, can he do that? They're loving Booker, also in the backfield. Emmanuel Sanders is back, Cortland Sutland. But what I haven't mentioned is that defense. You know, this Chubb kid is just ri- ridiculous. He's phenomenal. Like, I, I can't believe when he's playing, he's getting to the quarterback every single time. You got Von Miller. Look, you have a veteran team back there with a lot of good youngsters. And the key thing for me about the Denver Broncos why I think they're going to take such a huge step forward is Vic Fangio. When you look at what he's done in the past with the San Francisco 49ers, making them a top three, four defense, what he did with the Bears last year, turning him to one of the best of all time, as you even mentioned earlier in the show, this is Vic Fangio. This is what he does. Now he's a head coach. He's got to concentrate on more, but I will, I believe that he's the guy who's going to put that team over the hump. So what do you think? Denver a sleeper team, or you think they kind of stick where they are? Oh, yeah, they definitely could be a sleeper team without a doubt. I could see this team sneaking into the playoffs as, say, 
uh, a wild card without a doubt. In fact, um, it's probably be a lot closer for the division of say the NFC East, which we were just talking about. Um, I, I feel that uh, Denver definitely uh, is a very good sleeper team. Um, although I don't see them win the division, I still think the Chiefs are not going to miss a step with uh, Mahomes and Kels. That monster has assumed the Gronk role as yes. I consider the best tight end in the NFL right now. Without a doubt. And uh, with Damien Williams uh, coming into the fold, we're looking at uh, a good possibility for a thousand-yard rusher right there. And, uh, you know, now that LaShawn McCoy is there, could give it a little veteran experience, you know, showing him the ropes a little bit, additional ropes. And he, he still Tyreek Hill. I know he had that uh, problem with the um, – domestic abuse case, but he's still in the NFL. He didn't get suspended, so uh, people yeah. forget about Tyreek Hill. He's uh, he's going to be a force to reckon with as, as well. I could see him oh, in yeah. thousand yards. Hey, I, I, you don't have to tell me. why he, he was available in the second round, um, and I had a late second round pick. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm grabbing this guy. He is, every time he touches the ball, he's electrifying. So Yeah, and I, and I took him in the other fancy football league. There you go, right? Him, so. Nice, nice move. Great minds think alike, my friend. Red minds think alike. All right. So, hey, I can't argue with the word you said. The only thing that bothers me about the Chiefs is their defense. And, you know, but the thing is they can score 70 points. So most teams aren't going to do that. And that's why the Chiefs will certainly be another juggernaut this year with maybe already the best quarterback in the league besides Aaron Rodgers. But, again, we'll get to We'll get to that. All right. How about a team that takes a step back? Let's stick in that division. Last year, if you recall – um, I picked this. I picked the LA Chargers to win the Super Bowl before the year started. I had them versus Saints, which both did very well. And the Chargers, I don't know if you want to call it overachieving, but had a great year last year. They were fantastic. But, you know, in the playoffs, they ran into New England. So that was that. Um, regardless of Melvin Gordon, whether he's on the team at some point or not, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, the missing Derwin James, uh, big time safety. That defense has taken a little bit of a hit. Phillip Rivers a little bit older. Don't know how well that offensive line can hold up. You got Okun, who's hurt as well. Um, I don't think the Chargers are going to be a playoff team. And I think they could be somewhere along the lines of 8-8, eight and eight, best 9-7. and seven. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, that would be the team I would seem to think would uh, go back as well. Um, the fact of the matter is, when you're relying, when you want your best offensive player in Hunter Henry in terms of expectations where they want this guy to really perform based on the shortages that they may have on offense. Because, you know, Keen Allen, as good as he is, I, you know, I, I don't know how well he would do in other teams as a wide receiver one, for example. So when you're relying on Hunter Henry to pick up the slack, almost like a Kels or an Evan Ingram, it tells you that they really are like desperate for help um, on the offense, uh, and uh, I could see them not not winning some key games down the stretch. And eight and eight does sound about right. Maybe even a little below five hundred. Maybe seven and nine or something like yep. that. They might be competing with the Raiders for the seller, actually. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't shock me. I, I definitely think they're taking a step back, and I feel bad for Philip Rivers, who's a guy who probably deserved a Super Bowl at some point in his career, but it doesn't look like he's going to get there. All right, here's another, uh, here's another sleeper for you, which is picking up steam as not being so much of a sleeper anymore, and that is the new combination of 
Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is absolutely determined, maybe a bigger chip on his shoulder than ever. People calling him, you know, over the hill, whatever it may be, doesn't have it anymore. Patrick Holmes being called the new best quarterback in the league. You think that doesn't piss him off? It does. There's no doubt about it. They've done a better job with their defense. They've stacked up a little bit more. And while their offense isn't fantastic, Aaron Rodgers has a capability of doing that. Him and Devontae Adams are one of the best combinations you can find in football. And I love Aaron Jones at running back. I picked him up last year very early in the season because I saw so much potential in that kid. And he split a lot of the carries last year, but he's going to get more this year. And I think that that offense, led by Aaron Rodgers, they're going to do a heck of a job, and I think they jump into the playoffs. Actually, it's funny It's funny you actually mentioned the Green Bay Packers because I would pick them as my sleeper team of the entire NFL league. Love it. Hold on to your hats here. I think there's a possibility that they shock the NFL world and they win the division. I love it. I love it. Because you're going to have, finally, you have that balance in the running game with Aaron Jones, like you mentioned, uh, there'll be a thousand yard rusher. Devontae Adams for the first time got over a thousand yards, but he had, he had over 10 touchdowns the past uh, three seasons. And um, they're going to get Jimmy Graham in the mix. Obviously, he's not the explosive player he was in the Saints, but um, he, he's going to he's gonna be pretty well in the red zone. I think he's going to do pretty well in the red zone, but they're going to need that quick uh, power touchdown. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's funny. This Granted, you, you, you don't think of a kicker as being an influential person on a team, but Mason Crosby is almost becoming like the Adam Vinatieri type of the NFC, where it, it just uh, is like fine wine as, as the wine ages, it gets better and better. Yeah. He actually had the, he actually was tied for the most in field goals over 50 yards with five. So oh, okay. I think right. you have a well-rounded team, and I think, uh, quite honestly... They got rid of the weakest link, which was a coach, actually. Yeah, there you go. There you go. How about that? How about that? All right. So that is my sleeper pick for the NFL uh, league right now. Green and, Bay winning the division. And I love it. I think that's a great pick right there and very possible. I have a different team winning that division. They would be called the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not going to get into it too much right now. We have all season to do that. But to me, they are the most complete team in the NFL. Maybe the best wide receiver duo out there. Kirk Cousins, despite all the all the flack he's taken, he threw for 30 touchdowns and only had 10 interceptions last year. So the guy had a very good season. They need Dalvin Cook to step up, and they need, they need that defense to get back in order. They got a lot of great players on there with, you know, with Kendricks, obviously, and Harrison Smith at safety. So I think they're going to do a really good job. I like the Minnesota Vikings. I want to move on quickly because I know we're pressed for time over here. We still got to get to our division winners. We'll do that quick. And then we'll lastly preview Chicago Bears versus Green Bay Packers to kick off the 100th NFL season. So, my friend Alex, here we go. Are you ready? Yep, I am ready. Let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Going to the AFC East uh, real quick. I do like uh, the Jets to take a step forward. I like Darnold. Um, I like what they're doing over there. If Le'Veon Bell can get anywhere near back to form, uh, they'll have a pretty good offense. You know, they're not great in the wide receiver spot, but I do like the Jets moving up. Um, But again, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, they still got it going on. I'll say this about the Pats, though. 
get ready for a big change in their offense. They're not going to be more pass happy now that Gronk is gone. They don't have a great slew of wide receivers. Keel Harry's already hurt. And that's why they have Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White. They drafted another kid out of Alabama this year. So they're loaded, and I believe that they're going to be more of a run, ball control, defensive type of team, given Brady's age, even though he continues to defy all odds. So that's my pick for the Patriots in the East. And just curious, real quick, do you think that they're going to start running the ball a little bit more? Yeah, they will. They'll definitely be more of a run-oriented team, uh, and the Patriots going to the AFC East, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I do want to remind you one thing, though. Josh Gordon is playing now. And as as long as Josh Gordon, as long as he doesn't, um, as long as he doesn't get into trouble with the uh, with the substances there, he actually could be that added dimension of offense that would keep defenses in check that they wouldn't necessarily set up for the run game. So, yep. Other than that, AFC East Patriots, I think it's time to move on, my friend. Well said. Well said. I hope that Josh Gordon can play ball all year. Hopefully, he'll be mistake free. All right, moving it along. uh, Patriots, listen to me. AFC North. A lot of talk about the Cleveland Browns. Love the talent. Love the talent. I need to see them come together as a team before I can fully believe. Um, If they did win the division, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm going with the Steelers. I love the way that they looked. I love, uh, absolutely love Juju Smith-Schuster. And James Washington, their second-year guy, is really starting to make highlights. Ben is happy. The team is happy. There's more camaraderie. The defense is getting better. Made a great uh, draft pick with Devin Bush. Um, so I'm, I'm loving I'm loving the Steelers in that division. Yeah, I'm loving the Steelers as well. And everything you said is exactly spot on. I'll just add one little quick thing. James Conner, the running back, he only played 13 games and yet almost had 1,000 yards with 12 touchdowns. He filled in very nicely when Le'Veon Bell held out. So they're going to have that running game as well. They don't miss a beat. And Steelers do win the AFC North. Yep, that's what they're hoping for. If James Conner could do it again, that'd be great. Uh, AFC South, um, unfortunately, had to take the Colts right out with Andrew Luck's sudden retirement. We don't have too much time to get into that. It is unfortunate, but of course, we all wish him well. Uh, so to me, it came down to two teams, buddy. It's uh, the Jaguars and the Texans. And I think they're both going to be pretty darn good this year. And I just think that that uh, Houston, the Texans, have a little bit more offense with Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best wide receiver in the game. You got Fuller. They're going to mix around a running back. I know Jadavian Clowney is gone, but there is still a very formidable defense. Jaguars have a better defense, not a better offense. So they're very even, but if I had to pick, I'd go Texans. I'd go Texans as well. The one thing about the Jaguars that does scare me is Nick Foles. He's never done well in the full 16-game season. He's yeah. always been like that. Backup quarterback that comes comes around towards the middle season does well. So uh, that's the biggest question with Jacksonville, really, is their quarterback. I don't think they did as good as people seem to think with Nick Foles. Even though he does have impressive statistics, let's see him do it for a full 16-game season. So right. uh, Texans, AFC South. That makes sense. I will say, though, I, I, I have liked the Nick Foles-D.D. Uh, Westbrook combination. That seems to be coming along pretty well. Uh, we did the AFC West already. You went uh, Chiefs. I yes. went Broncos. All right. And so the NFC East, we both did as well, Cowboys. That's, yes, that's correct. We did the Cowboys and the NFC East. We touched on the NFC North. We're both really high on the Packers, but I'm a little bit higher on the Vikings, and that's why I think they're going to win the division. But you said Packers. Wouldn't shock me at all, man. They, they, I really do believe in them this year. And just because they're not making uh, – they're not going to win the North – 
doesn't mean I don't have them in the playoffs. They're a playoff team to me. No doubt about it. And, so moving on to the NFC South. All right, we got Falcons, we got Panthers, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the defending NFC South champion, the New Orleans Saints, who everybody seems to just absolutely love in their heart, mainly because of Drew Brees, and he's still doing a great job, but he is declining, clearly. And I know it sounds weird, now that Mark uh, that Mark Ingram is gone, uh, Alvin Kamara, they got Latavius Murray, so that's a good thing. But Alvin Kamara, I'm not sure, can handle that complete load. He's a phenomenal player, but he's not a guy you want touching the ball 25 times a game necessarily. I think they take a little step back, uh, the Saints, this time. I I really do. So um, the team that a lot of people are getting high on, which I am as well, are the Atlanta Falcons. I think that they're prime ready. They're quick on defense. They're quick on offense. They got players all over the place. So. Yeah, I know I'm shocking a few people, and maybe even you right now. But I like the Falcons. No, I could I could see the Falcons possibly getting in there too for the uh, for the division. Of course, I'm I'm actually going to be uh, formulaic like everybody else. I am taking the Saints. The funny thing about them, we know about their offense, but you know their defense is a little underrated because they have these people like Cam Jordan, Shelvin Rankins, and Marcus Davenport up front, and then yeah, Marshawn Lattimore in the secondary. Yeah. I mean. This is going to be, you know, a surprising unit. Uh, I think the defense is going to be as bad as people think, quite honestly. So, you know, as, uh, along with their offense, I think, yeah, but the Saints have an outside shot of being a top 10 defense, believe it or not. I mean, uh, definitely within the top okay. half of the uh, football league. And I think that might be enough to get them into the division, say, as a 10-6 tiebreaker with the Falcons, let's say, them winning the Saints home game, so yeah, but okay. I can definitely see the Falcons uh, winning the NFC Styles as well. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, the NFC West, this is going to be a very interesting um, division. Actually, I want to hear your take on this as we have like a we yeah, so I'm gonna here. yeah, of course. I, I, we're gonna make I'm gonna make a quick pick on this one. Um, yeah, we got about uh, three minutes to go for this episode, but believe me, guys, there's a lot more coming up. So just to get into this real quick and then break down uh, Chicago Green Bay real fast. Um, the Rams, uh, Seattle, I don't think is going to be as good. I don't see offense over there. You know, I love the 49ers, but I'm realistic. And Kyler Murray's going to need a ladder to see over those uh, big linemen. So I don't see much out of Arizona. I like the Rams to repeat. Yeah, basically the Rams as well. The one, the one thing I, I'm a little concerned about is Gurley. Hopefully uh, Definitely. he's not uh, – be healthy enough to play the full 16 games, but even with Gurley uh, out, let's say they have uh, good offensive weapons in Robert Woods, and uh, right, right. I, believe, um, I think that uh, the Rams will do it. It might be a little closer than people think. I could see them winning only by one game over the Seahawks for the division, but uh, definitely the Rams. Okay, yep, I'm with you with the Rams all the way right there. Um, they're just, again, Sean McVay, they, they have a great thing going. All right, with our last couple of minutes remaining over here on the Roof of Sports podcast, thank you all for, t- uh, for tuning in with my man Alexander George over here. We are talking football, and real quick, over the next couple of minutes, we're going to break down Chicago Packers. All right, first game of the season. It's in Chicago. Gives them an advantage. You heard me talk about how I think they're going to take a step back. Maybe not right away. Maybe that, that crowd is is wild, and they can pull it off. But Mitch Trubisky, to me, is... Not much of a playmaker. That he doesn't have a lot of guys to throw to. All right, and uh, you know they're missing Jordan Howard now. 
the defense, yeah, they'll be good, but the loss of Vic Vangio hurts it. So I think the Packers are going to jump out to a good start and win this ball game. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. I mean, as long as they uh, can prevent uh, Leonard Floyd and uh, Khalil Mack from sacking Aaron Rodgers and disrupting the offensive game, I don't anticipate any problems. I it might even be as close as people may even think. For, yeah. despite the fact that it's in Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It can certainly happen. Uh, the Bears, you know, again, I'm not saying they're going to be a terrible team. I just know that they're going to feel the loss of Vic Vangio big time. So that's definitely going to happen. Alex, this has been awesome. You're going to be on plenty. There's no doubt about it. You know your stuff. I love talking football with you. All right. So, again, why have me on? Oh, are you kidding me? It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. You kidding me, buddy? Absolutely. So, tell everybody real quickly again where they can find you on uh, social media because you're going to want to follow them, guys. You could uh, follow me on Twitter at AG2Million. That's AG2Million. Two million. Two million. Big time number right there for a big time guy. No doubt about it. Once again, I'm Jason Fearman, Sports Profit One. That's the profit where you see into the future, not the profit where you make money. But I can help you do that too once in a while. So Sports Profit on Twitter. Root for Sports Podcast coming at you. This is only episode two of the year. I expect to get to about 2,000 before the NFL season is over. So Alex, once again, been a pleasure, buddy. All right. We'll talk again soon. And we got fantasy football coming up. We'll talk about that in a future uh, podcast as well. Absolutely. All right, my friend. You enjoy your evening. Be safe, and we'll talk soon. Yes. Enjoy All the right. game, everybody. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, yeah, baby. Here we go as we are live back in action, streaming through your internet on Anchor Radio. This is the Root for Sports podcast, baby. My name, Jason Fearman. You can find me on Twitter at SportsProfit1. That's the number one. And with me today, a very, very good friend of mine whom I've had many fantasy football battles with in the recent years. Uh, That's my man, Alexander George, who is a former writer for the Fantasy Greek and the Giants underground writer as well. So you can also find him at AG, the number two, followed by six zeros. All right. AG, 200,000. There we go. Alex, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Pleasure to have you on. I'm doing great. How you doing, bro? Doing great at the uh, 100th season of the NFL. What a better way to start this off. I mean, right, come on, at the 100th season. Amazing, amazing. Just shows you the league keeps lasting and evolving, and it's, you know, been America's pastime now for for a while. It overtook baseball, I would say, at least 15, 20 years ago. That sounds about right. No argument here. Yeah, I mean, hey, that that's the way it goes now, man. That's what's happening. Football is number one. People are thirsting for college football. I mean, everything, everything. It's great. It's football madness, and I love it, and that's why we're here talking today, the day before the kickoff of the 2019 NFL season officially starts as the Green Bay Packers are playing the Chicago Bears, and that will be in Soldier Field. That's Thursday night, 820. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about division picks, who we think are going to do well, who may 
be some sleepers this year. Of course, we're going to have to talk about Zeke and finally that contract coming out. We got Jared Goff, who did a few things. And uh, my man's team over here, we're going to talk a little New York Giants also, especially because they're playing the Cowboys in week one. But the Giants may not be as bad as people think, Alex. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, You know, it's funny because in a way, you kind of have to figure out how Gettleman is uh, approaching this. Because on the one hand, he's rebuilding. But on the other hand, he gets these... um, he gets these people like Golden Tate, even though I know he has like a four-game suspension, and uh, they re-signed uh, Sterling Shepard to uh, to uh, to an extended contract. And uh, Evan Ingram is just going to be very pivotal in this um, Giants offense, as well as Saquon, which uh, you know it, it it definitely is a possibility that uh, the Giants might not do as badly as people think. I mean, I have my own disagreements on how the Gettleman and the organization did regarding uh, the whole um, drafting of Daniel Jones, whether where they draft him, whether they should have kept Eli the last season. But um, all in all, I mean, uh, the, the funny thing about Giants, the Giants is that just when you count them out, they come out of nowhere. And before you know it, they win a Super Bowl, just like they did in 2007 and 2011 under uh, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you. People didn't uh, give them a shot back in 07 or in 2011 from the beginning of the season, but they came out of nowhere. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, Eli can go off. Um, and obviously, he's got a fire under his tushy over there because he's got Daniel Jones sitting there waiting. And Giant fans are already saying, bring in the kid. Bring in the kid. So I'm all about Eli Manning starting the season because there is something to be learned on the bench from Daniel Jones and any other backup rookie quarterback coming in. So I'm with that. Um, you know, obviously it depends, Alex. I'm, you know, are they going to be, you know, oh and five? Are they going to be, you know, one and three, two and four, two and five? Two, you know, depending on their record, really depends on when Daniel Jones gets in. So if you're a real true-hearted New York Giant fan, you don't want to see him this year. You want to see Eli go all the way and give them a shot. Um, in my opinion, probably not going to happen. But uh, I'm certainly I'm I'm rooting for Eli Manning for one of the first times in my life because I've never been a big fan of his. But uh, you know, I respect his game. He can play. I respect him as a person. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. We'll see what happens. And yeah, you said it. Saquon and Evan uh, and Evan Ingram are just, I mean, especially Saquon, is ridiculous. But Ingram in that passing game is going to be extremely vital. You're absolutely right. Um, he'll be probably their best receiver this year, I would say. As you know, Sterling is good. Tate missing a few games or whatnot, but uh, yeah, when you hit it on the head with Ingram right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the funny thing is that uh, when they. Um when they traded OBJ, um, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, obviously there was a very big void there, and it makes uh, Evan Ingram's role a lot more vital. Now, granted, he improved last year over the year before in terms of the drop passes. Um, I'd like to see him try to get a 16-game schedule in, um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how this uh, turns about. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you this much, though. What was disappointing was... Even though there's no denying the fact that they did need a quarterback, the funny thing is, and this is where I get a little annoyed at David Gettleman, where he says one thing and then he does another. Um, he says he's looking for the best value in the player, 
whenever the, the draft comes about, certainly was true to form with Saquon Barkley. But then when he drafts Daniel Jones at the seventh pick, when you had Josh Allen available, I, that was a little bit more of a reach than uh, I thought because you, you had a gold jacket there, and they definitely needed a pass rush, pass rusher, because this year, I don't know. I mean, I know they got this um, kid, uh, uh, Shawana Zenis, if I'm pronouncing the name yeah, correctly. Yeah, that's well done. And, uh, you know, they have this this kid uh, drafted and I believe it was the uh, third round. And they have Dexter Lawrence, but he's no more than a, a snack Harrison. Even though I heard reports that they were going to have this guy on the end as well. Um, the, the pass rush is the, most, is the thing that I'm most concerned about. And if you had Josh Allen in there, you, you could have... Uh, whether Daniel Jones would have been there at 17 or not, I think he personally would have. But if he wasn't going to be there, you might have had Dwayne Haskins. You might have had another quarterback. And the fact of the matter was, the, the quarterback two years ago with uh, Sam Darno was better than this year's class. So I, if it was up to me, I understand the need that they the move that they need a quarterback. But I don't know if if you're going to get Daniel Jones, the way I look at it, if he's going to be your number one draft pick, then as cold as this might sound, to business. You release Eli Manning in his final year, then if that's going to be your plan, because Eesh. yeah, that's it's, a, that's it's a difficult thing, you know. Yeah, that's a tough one, right there. You know, you don't want to release him. I mean, if anything, you want to make it look publicly, you know, uh, you know, pleasable to the fans and everything. So, um, it's just one thing I'll throw in there, and it's a very high possibility, uh, depending on how the cult season goes. Who knows? Maybe he gets traded midseason to Indianapolis and. Maybe can help him out. But that's just a hypothetical thought kind of yeah, out of nowhere. I think if they were going to trade Eli Manning, they would have done it when they benched him. Yeah, uh, maybe so. Maybe there's so. A, there's a, a good possibility. This might be his last year. It might be. It might be. And we will see. Quarterbacks playing into their late 30s, 40s. You know, obviously, like guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So we'll see what happens. But all right. So we're going to move on over here. Um, the Giants are playing the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys have been... Um, a preseason favorite, you know, assuming Zeke Elliott was going to be there, which he finally is. He got his contract. That was the highest paid running back in the NFL, uh, 50, 60 million guaranteed, whatever it was. So he's a rich man. So uh, let's see if he takes that money and puts it back on the field, because to me, he's probably the best pure running back in the game. So with him back in, a lot of people have them back in the Super Bowl mix I certainly have them in the mix, and I believe they're going to go really far. I do like the Cowboys in that division a lot, all right? Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are another team uh, to be reckoned with. No doubt about it. The Redskins, eh, you know, not too much to worry about there. So we'll see. But um, with the Giants, again, I don't think they're quite there yet. So in that division, I really like the Cowboys. And uh, look, they're just a stacked team. They're loaded. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's definitely their uh – their division to lose. I mean, the, the thing about the Eagles is let's, again, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but let's see if Carson Wentz can last a full season because, absolutely, you know, this time they don't have Nick Foles to bail them out. Like yep. They did the, the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, a lot hinges on the quarterback at this time because, um, you know, their running game, you know, it's not, it doesn't strike me 
that phenomenal considering when you have Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley in the same division, two future Hall of Fame players, in my opinion. Grant oh, yeah. Yet, yeah, right. Definitely looking at that same direction. So I can't see uh, – I can see the Cowboys winning this division easily by – two or three games. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be the cream of the crop. But, yeah, like you said, if Wentz can play healthy and a full season, maybe a different story. We'll see about that one. Um, all right, let's – I want to go through a couple of sleepers with you, actually, and let me know what you think. And um, we're going to follow that up with some, again, of our division picks over here and, um, you know, contenders for Super Bowls. So let me throw a few things at you here, Alex. In the AFC – all right, I see a team taking a step forward, a big step forward in the Denver Broncos. Here's why. I like Joe Flacco. He's not my top quarterback, obviously, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He stands tall in the pocket. The man knows what he's doing. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Granted, it was six years ago, but he knows what he's doing. I think that's a crucial part that they were missing to that team. Also, when you talk about Philip Lindsley, can he do that? They're loving Booker, also in the backfield. Emmanuel Sanders is back, Cortland Sutland. But what I haven't mentioned is that defense. You know, this Chubb kid is just ri- ridiculous. He's phenomenal. Like, I, I can't believe when he's playing, he's getting to the quarterback every single time. You got Von Miller. Look, you have a veteran team back there with a lot of good youngsters. And the key thing for me about the Denver Broncos, why I think they're going to take such a huge step forward, is Vic Fangio. When you look at what he's done in the past with the San Francisco 49ers, making them a top 3-4 defense, what he did with the Bears last year, turning him to one of the best of all time, as you even mentioned earlier in the show, this is Vic Fangio. This is what he does. Now he's a head coach. He's got to concentrate on more. But I will. I believe that he's the guy who's going to put that team over the hump. So what do you think? Denver a sleeper team? Or you think they kind of stick where they are? Oh, yeah, they definitely could be a sleeper team without a doubt. I could see this team sneaking into the playoffs as, say, uh, a wild card without a doubt. In fact, um, it's probably going to be a lot closer for the division of, say, the NFC East, which we were just talking about. Um, I I feel that uh, Denver definitely uh, is a very good sleeper team, Um, although I don't see them win the division. I still think the Chiefs are not going to miss a step with uh, Mahomes and Kels. That monster has assumed the Gronk role as yes. I consider the best tight end in the NFL right now. Without a doubt. And uh, with Damien Williams uh, coming into the fold, we're looking at uh, a good possibility for a thousand-yard rusher right there. And, uh, you know, now that LaShawn McCoy's there, could give you a little veteran experience, you know, showing him the ropes a little bit additional ropes and he, he still Tyreek Hill I know he had that uh, problem with the um, domestic abuse case but he's still in the NFL he didn't get suspended so uh, he, people forget about Tyreek Hill he's uh, he's going to be a force to reckon with as, as well I could see him oh yeah thousand yards, so. hey I, I you don't have to tell me why he, he was available in the second round um, and I had a late second round pick. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm grabbing this guy. He is, every time he touches the ball, he's electrifying. So Yeah, and I, and I took him in the other fancy football league. There you go, right? So. Nice, nice move. Great minds think alike, my friend. Great Absolutely. minds think alike. All right, so I, I can't argue with the word you said. The only thing that bothers me about the Chiefs is their defense. And, you know, but the thing is they can score 70 points. So most teams aren't going to do that. And that's why the Chiefs will certainly be another juggernaut this year with, maybe already the best quarterback in the league 
besides Aaron Rodgers. But again, we'll get to we'll get to that. All right, how about a team that takes a step back? Let's stick in that division. Last year, if you recall, um, I picked this. I picked the L.A. Chargers to win the Super Bowl before the year started. I had them versus Saints, which both did very well. And the Chargers, I don't know if you want to call it overachieving, but had a great year last year. They were fantastic. But, you know, in the playoffs, they ran into New England, so that was that. Um, Regardless of Melvin Gordon, whether he's on the team at some point or not, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, The missing Derwin James, uh, big-time safety. That defense has taken a little bit of a hit. Phillip Rivers a little bit older. Don't know how well that offensive line can hold up. You got Okun, who's hurt as well. Um, I don't think the Chargers are going to be a playoff team. And I think they could be somewhere along the lines of eight and eight, best nine and seven. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, that would be the team I would seem to think would uh, go back as well. Um, the fact of the matter is, when you're relying, when you want your best offensive player in Hunter Henry, in terms of expectations, where they want this guy to really perform based on the shortages that they may have on offense. Because, you know, Keen Allen, as good as he is, I you know I, I don't know how well he would do in other teams as a wide receiver one, for example. So when you're relying on Hunter Henry to pick up the slack, almost like a Kels or an Evan Ingram, it tells you that they really are, like, desperate for help um, on the offense. Uh, and uh, I could see them not not winning some key games down the stretch and eight and eight just sound about right. Maybe even a little below 500, maybe seven and nine or something like yep. that. They might be competing with the Raiders for the seller actually. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. I definitely think they're taking a step back and I feel bad for Philip Rivers. who's a guy who probably deserved a Super Bowl at some point in his career, but it doesn't look like he's going to get there. All right. Here's another, no, uh, here's another sleeper for you, which is picking up steam is not being so much of a sleeper anymore. And that is the new combination of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is absolutely determined, maybe a bigger chip on his shoulder than ever. People calling him, you know, over the hill, whatever it may be, doesn't have it anymore. Patrick Holmes being called the new best quarterback in the league. You think that doesn't piss him off? It does. There's no doubt about it. They've done a better job with their defense. They've stacked up a little bit more. And while their offense isn't fantastic, Aaron Rodgers has the capability of doing that. Him and Devontae Adams are one of the best combinations you can find in football. And I love Aaron Jones at running back. I picked him up last year very early in the season because I saw so much potential in that kid. And he split a lot of the carries last year, but he's going to get more this year. And I think that that offense, led by Aaron Rodgers, they're going to do a heck of a job. And I think they jump into the playoffs. Actually, it's funny. It's funny you actually mentioned the Green Bay Packers because I would pick them as my sleeper team of the entire NFL league. Love it. Hold on to your hats here. I think there's a possibility that they shock the NFL world and they win the division. I love it. I love it because you're gonna have finally you have that balance in the running game with Aaron Jones, like you mentioned. Uh, It'll be a thousand yard rusher. Devontae Adams for the first time got over a thousand yards, but he had, he had over 10 touchdowns the past uh, three seasons. And um, they're going to get Jimmy Graham in the mix. Obviously, he's not the explosive player he was in the Saints, but um, 
he's gonna he's gonna be pretty well in the red zone. I think he's gonna do pretty well in the red zone, but they're gonna need that quick uh, power touchdown. And uh, yeah. you know, it's funny. This granted, you, you you don't think of a kicker as being an influential person on a team, but Mason Crosby is almost becoming like the Adam Vinatieri type of the NFC, where it just uh, is like fine wine as, as the wine ages, it gets better and better. Yeah. He actually had the, he actually was tied for the most in field goals over 50 yards with five. So oh, okay. I think right. he had a well-rounded team. And I think uh, quite honestly, they got rid of the weakest, weakest link, which was a coach actually. Yeah. There you go. There you go. How about that? How about that? All right. So that is my sleeper pick for the NFL, uh, league right now. Green Bay winning the division. And I love it. I think that's a great pick right there and very possible. I have a different team winning that division. They would be called the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not going to get into it too much right now. We have all season to do that. But to me, they are the most complete team in the NFL. Maybe the best wide receiver duo out there. Kirk Cousins, despite all all the flack he's taken, he threw for 30 touchdowns and only had 10 interceptions last year. So the guy had a very good season. They need Dalvin Cook to step up, and they need, they need that defense to get back in order. They got a lot of great players on there with, you know, with Kendricks obviously and Harrison Smith at safety. So I think they're going to do a really good job. I like the Minnesota Vikings. I want to move on quickly because I know we're pressed for time over here. We still got to get to our division winners. We'll do that quick, and then we'll lastly preview Chicago Bears versus Green Bay Packers to kick off the 100th NFL season. So, my friend Alex, here we go. Are you ready? Yep, I am ready. Let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Going to the AFC East, uh, real quick, I do like uh, the Jets to take a step forward. I like Darnold. Um, I like what they're doing over there. If Le'Veon Bell can get anywhere near back to form, uh, they'll have a pretty good offense. You know, they're not great in the wide receiver spot, but I do like the Jets moving up. Um, But, Again, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, they still got it going on. I'll say this about the Pats, though. Get ready for a big change in their offense. They're not going to be more pass-happy now that Gronk is gone. They don't have a great slew of wide receivers. Keel Harry's already hurt. And that's why they have Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White. They drafted another kid out of Alabama this year. So they're loaded, and I believe that they're going to be more of a run, ball control, defensive type of team given Brady's age, even though he continues to defy all odds. So that's my pick for the Patriots in the East. And just curious, real quick, do you think that they're going to start running the ball a little bit more? Yeah, they will. They'll definitely be more of a run-oriented team, uh, and the Patriots going to the AFC, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I do want to remind you one thing, though. Josh Gordon is playing now. and True. Is, as long as Josh Gordon, as long as he doesn't, um, as long as he doesn't get into trouble with the, uh, with the substances there, he actually could be that added dimension of offense that would keep defenses in check that they wouldn't necessarily set up for the run game. So, yep, other than that, AFC East, Patriots, I think it's time to move on, my friend. Well said, well said. I hope that Josh Gordon can play ball all year. Hopefully he'll be mistake-free. All right, moving it along. uh, Patriots, listen to me. AFC North, a lot of talk about the Cleveland Browns. Love the talent, love the talent. I need to see them come together as a team before I can fully believe um, if they did win the division, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm going with the Steelers. I love the way that they looked. I love, uh, absolutely love Juju Smith-Schuster. And James Washington, this second-year guy, is really starting to make highlights. 
Ben is happy. The team is happy. There's more camaraderie. The defense is getting better. Made a great uh, draft pick with Devin Bush. Um, so I'm, I'm loving I'm loving the Steelers in that division. Yeah, I'm loving the Steelers as well. And everything you said is exactly spot on. I'll just add one little quick thing. James Conner, the running back, he only played 13 games and yet almost had a thousand yards with 12 touchdowns. He filled in very nicely when Le'Veon Bell held out. So they're going to have that running game as well. They don't miss a beat. And Steelers do win the AFC North. Yep, that's what they're hoping for. If James Conner could do it again, that'd be great. Uh, AFC South, um, unfortunately, had to take the Colts right out with Andrew Luck's sudden retirement. We don't have too much time to get into that. It is unfortunate, but of course, we all wish him well. Uh, so to me, it came down to two teams, buddy. It's uh, the Jaguars and the Texans, and I think they're both going to be pretty darn good this year. And I just think that that uh, Houston, the Texans, have a little bit more offense with Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best wide receiver in the game. You got Fuller. They're going to mix around a running back. I know Jadavian Clowney is gone, but there is still a very formidable defense. Jaguars have a better defense, not a better offense. So they're very even. But if I had to pick, I'd go Texans. I'd go Texans as well. The one thing about the Jaguars that does scare me is Nick Foles. He's never done well in the full 16-game season. He's yeah. always been like that backup quarterback that comes comes around towards the middle season does well. So, uh that's the biggest question with Jacksonville, really, is their quarterback. I don't think they did as good as people seem to think with Nick Foles. Even though he does have impressive statistics, let's see him do it for a full 16-game season. So, right. uh, Texans, AFC South. That makes sense. I will say, though, I, I, I have liked the Nick Foles-D.D. Uh, Westbrook combination. That seems to be coming along pretty well. Uh, we did the AFC West already. You went uh, Chiefs. I yes. went Broncos. All right, and so the NFC East, we both did as well, Cowboys. That's yes, that's correct. We did the Cowboys in the NFC East. We touched on the NFC North. We're both really high on the Packers, but I'm a little bit higher on the Vikings, and that's why I think they're going to win the division. But you said Packers wouldn't shock me at all, man. They, they, I really do believe in them this year. And just because they're not making, uh, they're not going to win the North, doesn't mean I don't have them in the playoffs. They're a playoff team to me, no doubt about it. So moving on to the NFC South, all right, we got Falcons, we got Panthers, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the defending NFC South champion, the New Orleans Saints, who everybody seems to just absolutely love in their heart, mainly because of Drew Brees, and he's still doing a great job, but he is declining clearly, and I know it sounds weird, now that Mark Mark Ingram is gone, uh, Alvin Kamara... They got Latavius Murray, so that's a good thing. But Alvin Kamara, I'm not sure, can handle that complete load. He's a phenomenal player, but he's not a guy you want touching the ball 25 times a game necessarily. I think they take a little step back, uh, the Saints, this time. I I really do. So um, the team that a lot of people are getting high on, which I am as well, are the Atlanta Falcons. I think that they are prime ready. They're quick on defense. They're quick on offense. They got players all over the place, so... Yeah, I know I'm shocking a few people, and maybe even you right now, but I like the Falcons. No, I could I could see the Falcons possibly getting in there too for the uh, for the division. Of course, I'm I'm actually going to be uh, formulaic like everybody else. I am taking the Saints. The funny thing about them, we know about their offense, but you know their defense is a little underrated because they have these people like Cam Jordan, Sheldon Rankins, and Marcus Davenport up front, and then yeah, Marshawn Lattimore in the secondary. Yeah. I mean. This is going to be, you know, a surprising unit. Uh, I think the defense isn't going to be as bad as people think, quite honestly. So 
you know, as, uh, along with their offense, I think yeah, the Saints have an outside shot of being a top ten defense. Believe it or not, I mean, uh, definitely within the top okay. half of the uh, football league, and I think that might be enough to get them into the division, say as a ten and six tiebreaker with the Falcons. Let's say them winning the Saints home game. So yeah, but okay. I can definitely see the Falcons uh, winning the NFC South as well. So. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the NFC West, this is going to be a very interesting um, division, actually. I want to hear your take on this as we have, like, a... Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, of course. I, uh, we're gonna make. I'm gonna make a quick pick on this one. Um, yeah, we got about uh, three minutes to go for this episode, but believe me, guys, there's a lot more coming up. So just to get into this real quick, and then break down uh, Chicago Green Bay real fast. Um, the Rams, uh, Seattle. I don't think is going to be as good. I don't see offense over there. You know, I love the 49ers, but I'm realistic. And Kyla Murray's going to need a ladder to see over those uh, big linemen. So I don't see much out of Arizona. I like the Rams to repeat. Yeah, basically the Rams as well. The one, the one thing I, I'm a little concerned about is Gurley. Hopefully, uh, definitely, he's not. Uh, he'll be healthy enough to play the full 16 games. But even with Gurley uh, out, let's say they have uh, good offensive weapons in Robert Woods. And uh, right, right. I believe, um, I think that uh, the Rams will do it. It might be a little closer than people think. I could see them winning only by one game over the Seahawks for the division, but uh, definitely the Rams. Okay. Yep. I'm with you with the Rams all the way right there. Um, they're just, again, Sean McVay, they, they have a great thing going. All right. With our last couple of minutes remaining over here on the Roof of Sports podcast, thank you all for, t- uh, for tuning in with my man Alexander George over here. We are talking football and real quick, over the next couple of minutes, we're going to break down Chicago Packers. All right, first game of the season. It's in Chicago. Gives them an advantage. You heard me talk about how I think they're going to take a step back. Maybe not right away. Maybe that that crowd is is wild and they can pull it off. But Mitch Trubisky, to me, is not much of a playmaker. That He doesn't have a lot of guys to throw to. All right? And, uh, you know, they're missing Jordan Howard now. Uh, the defense, yeah, they'll be good, but the loss of Vic Vangio hurts it. So I think the Packers are going to jump out to a good start and win this ball game. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. I mean, as long as they uh, can prevent uh, Leonard Floyd and uh, Khalil Mack from sacking Aaron Rodgers and disrupting the offensive game, I don't anticipate any problems. I, it might even be as close as people may even think, yeah. despite the fact that it's in Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It can certainly happen. Uh, the Bears, you know, again, I'm not saying they're going to be a terrible team. I just know that they're going to feel the loss of Vic Vangio big time. So that's definitely going to happen. Alex, this has been awesome. You're going to be on plenty. There's no doubt about it. You know your stuff. I love talking football with you. All right. So, again, why don't have me on? I oh, are you kidding me? Something. It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. You kidding me, buddy? Absolutely. So tell everybody real quickly again where they can find you on uh, social media because you're going to want to follow them, guys. You could uh, follow me on Twitter at AG2Million. That's AG2Million. Two million. Two million. Big time number right there for a big time guy. No doubt about it. Once again, I'm Jason Fearman, Sports Profit One. That's the profit where you see into the future, not the profit where you make money. But I can help you do that too once in a while. So Sports Profit on Twitter. Root for Sports podcast coming at you. This is only episode two of the year. I expect to get to about 2,000 before the NFL season is over. So, Alex, once again, been a pleasure, buddy. All right. We'll talk again soon. And we got fantasy football coming up. We'll talk about that in a future uh, podcast as well. Absolutely. 
All right, my friend. You enjoy your evening. Be safe, and we'll talk soon. Yes. Enjoy the game, everybody. Yes, sir. Thank you.